Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Extra time. I'm your host, Chris. Uh, with me this week, I have got Broken Fence Ryan. <laughs> Hello. You alright? Yeah, you? Yeah, we, you lost another one then. Another panel is gone, yeah. I, got, I think I've got someone coming out tomorrow to have a look at it and quote it and just, I'm just going to pay a professional to come do it. Well, that works until it blows down It'll next year. It'll make my year. life a whole lot easier. It falls down again and you paid something. You know what, I'm, to be honest, I'm hoping not to be in this house for that much longer anyway, so it works out pretty well. Well, you leave us. Well, can... I want to fix the fence so I can sell and then move on. Uh, you're not getting divorced, are you? No. <laughs> I'm getting kicked out of the house. That's what it really is. <laughs> I got Justin. How you doing? Hello. Doing fine. You're bathed in sunshine. It's a glorious day here in central North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, and I got Jesse. Late Jesse. I know. I apologize. I'm also mad at all of you because it's about... 22 degrees Fahrenheit here and snowing. Well, we, you know, that that came up from the south, Jesse. We got we got five inches of snow on. Did you have to send it my way? What did I do to you? Sorry, sorry, sorry. But it's <laughs> it's it's a problem here because we don't really have snow uh, plowing equipment. So we were we were stuck until this afternoon. We, we were we had a lot of cabin fever. Yeah, a lot of scrabble. Yeah, uh, Netflix. Let's be honest. <laughs> uh, this week we're going to talk about the FA Cup We're going to talk about VAR We're going to talk about uh, Premier League games coming this weekend um, But first of all Who's seen Sean Dyche uh, And his, well, his non-confession He was outed uh, as, as a worm eater Has anyone seen this? He, well, he, 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 more specific, he, he yeah. denied eating the worms Right? Yeah. He, he admits to putting them in his mouth <laughs> But then he gives them their terrible, terrible freedom after that. This is yeah. like, did you guys, did you ever go to camp when you were little? Yeah. Is yeah. that a thing? Yeah. And yeah. I, I feel like this happened in the, like, I went to theater camp, so this was not, there were, like, three boys. But the boys all dared each other to eat worms. Is that a thing yeah. that happened? <laughs> Sean Dyche apparently is. <laughs> well, wow. like, did, but I feel like that usually ages out, right? Like, it happens at, like, 13, maybe 15, and then you should be done. I imagine the football environment is lots of men together, so they've not really grown up. So that's the sort of thing that would happen. But what I was going to ask you guys is, what's the worst thing that's passed your lips? I'm going for wasabi. Wasabi? Oh. I, because I don't like cheese, I'm going to say halloumi cheese. Um, it, it's horrendous. <laughs> okra? What? I really don't. Oh, no. Axe okra? What? Oprah? Okra. Yep. That's a thing. It's She's a, a woman. 
No, I, I know what it is. It's like a miniature little cabbage. Right. It's it slimy. It's, it's, it's pretty awful. Okra is super slimy. Yeah. Oh, sorry, South. Not a Donald Trump hating talk show host. That would be no. Oprah. Right. <laughs> Oprah. This is okra. Don't right. get me in trouble. <laughs> Mine would be something that many, many people love, but nobody should love, and that's oysters. Yeah, I don't like oysters. Right, or raw oysters are, are just a horrific thing to put into your mouth. They're alive as well, too. You get them. They all have a texture thing. Yeah, it's mucus. Right? Oh! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're alive on your plate, aren't they? Until you take them out the no, shell. I, I, no, they're not. They're no? not. Well, I, I guess you could have them that way, but no, I mean, generally speaking, in a normal restaurant, they will not be alive. Oh, okay. So, sorry, Jesse. Sorry. Thanks. Yeah. Vegan Jesse. <laughs> it's not even that. It's that. It's just the word. The, the word. Yeah. Uh, going back to Ryan's cheese, they once asked Stephen Gerrard what his favorite kind of cheese was, and he said melted. <laughs> <laughs> the bad as good an answer is yellow. <laughs> yellow cheese. Uh, I, I, go on. I, I did have warthog in South Africa. Did you? But that, that's just pork, really. It's oh, wild, that sounds good. Very wild, very wild pork. That sounds it good. Wasn't, it wasn't bad. Just not impressed. <laughs> I mean, I sometimes grill my tofu, so oh. I see you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I could, I'd quite happily be a carnival. If I wasn't going to get scurvy, I'd quite happily be one. Um, right, so, Ryan. Yeah? <laughs> should we talk about VAR? Yeah. Do you want to talk about good VAR or bad VAR? What would you like to do? Good VAR first. Let's go for the good VAR first. All right. Well, let's talk about Leicester City versus uh, Fleetwood then. We had good VAR here with Kalichi Inacho, who made history of being the first goal scorer uh, to have his goal confirmed by VAR. Um, It took 67 seconds to uh, confirm the fact that it was a goal. Um, Originally, it was flagged offside, but he was given uh, onside on a replay. Claude Puel is happy with it, as you'd imagine. Fleetwood manager uh, Uwe Rosler wasn't happy with it. And the thing that was most bizarre, I found very strangely bizarre, was the fact that um, even after it was confirmed, back on the centre circle, there were still Fleetwood players arguing the referee. (laughs) Plus, like, goal line technology has been used. It's like, no, it didn't go in. Yeah. <laughs> it did. So, are we happy with VAR? Not quite with Jamie Vardy, but, you know, almost there. That was good VAR, wasn't it? Yeah, it was very good. I don't, it was the perfect scenario for its use in terms of... Because if, if a player's flagged offside after a ball from, say, the halfway line, chances are he's not going to go on and score because the whistle would have already gone. Mm. Whereas he flagged, he was flagged offside as he took his shot, effectively. Mm. So it's not nothing got impacted. The goalkeeper's um, decision making wasn't impacted or anything like that. So it was it was the perfect scenario for it. It'd be difficult for that to be replicated across all scenarios for offside. I mean, the tech's very cool though. If you if you watch the video back. With the the blue line, it is very very clever. Do you want to talk about Badvar? Uh, yes. Okay. Chelsea won, Norwich won. You beat Norwich on penalties. But bear in mind, Bayern... <laughs> <laughs> Norwich did beat Bayern Munich once, so you know they. <laughs> I shouldn't worry about something like that. But Badvar, right? So this was um, William. Actually, I'm going to come to you at the end. I'm going to let your Piss get okay. boiled as you're talking, okay. as you're Thank listening. You. Uh, so, William was booked for diving when it seemed there might have been a little bit of contact. Pedro was, I think Pedro was booked for dive, as was Alvaro Morata. So, 
Badvar, Justin and Jesse. Uh, what did you make of this? I, I think that Ryan brought up a good point. There are ideal circumstances for it, and offsides is, to, to the degree um, a decision can be quantifiable, offsides is not something that really takes a lot of judgment in, in most cases. The, the, the attacking player either has part of his body that can score a goal beyond the last defender or, or he doesn't, and video more often than not can show us that. Um, when you get into diving, it's it's there's still going to be elements of um, interpretation needed. The referee will have to look at the video evidence, which is sometimes clear cut and sometimes is not, um, and it's going to take longer too for that reason. And I'm um, I'm not sure how I feel about VAR when it interrupts the flow of a match much beyond what what was it for the offsides for the Yanacho was about sixty seconds. Sixty seven seconds, yeah. You wouldn't really want it going much longer than that, and um, I'm just not sure about its use when it when it comes to diving. I, I really think that retroactive punishment, very strict retroactive punishment for diving, could get it out of the game. Hmm. You know, if, if, if players get five match bans for it, something like that, where they know it's on camera, it's it's been seen, it's been spotted, the game carries on, whatever decision the referee makes in real time, we continue to live with it as we have for the last 250 years. But severe retroactive penalties, if we're really trying to eliminate from the game, that might be one way to go. I just don't know how well it lends itself to situations where the referee still has to make highly subjective decisions. Did anybody dive against you? Um, I'm sure, yeah. I, none, none that I can recall, none that I can remember, but, but yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Players feel a chance to go over and, and con the ref, they're going to take it. Okay. Uh, Jesse, after Euro 2016, when we lost to Iceland, I tweeted, the only thing better than good football is funny football. Um, were we in that territory did any, uh, did any Leicester players or managers favourite that tweet? No, they didn't. They didn't. I got a tweet favourited by Max Rushton this week, though, for Football Weekly. You're on a roll. I know. I know. I was hoping that it was going to get um, a mention on Football Weekly, but I, you know, sadly I didn't. <laughs> although i did get followed by one of the Harlem globetrotters i think a few weeks ago that's, uh, that's, that's i don't even understand how that happened that's that's pretty great <clears throat> i don't know a man the blue tick who had Harlem globetrotters written in his uh bio had followed next to him kevin peterson followed me for a week once ryan really yeah only for a week <laughs> he followed me for a week and then he cleared off <laughs> um oh and the bloke from right said fred followed me for a while as well the singer from Right Said Fred. Oh. That's a wide range of people. We're just yeah. waiting for your blue tick now, Chris. That's all it is. I asked for one once for a lol, and they, did, they told me I couldn't have one. <laughs> they said uh, there's only room for one blue tick on your show. Uh, it's, over, it's overrated. How is it? Yeah. The benefits are fantastic, but still overrated. You can't get Do into you get health insurance? Though. Health insurance, <laughs> private parking. Lots pretty of good. Yeah. Secret handshake. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, like I said, it's, uh, the only thing better than good football is funny football. William, I did feel a little bit sorry for because I kind of thought that was a penalty. Because you don't actually have to have contact to make a foul, do you? You can, um, I don't yeah, think you can pull back at the last minute, yeah. Um, look, I think that, you know, we talked about this before, that we're still sort of seeing the growing pains, the, you know, kinks getting worked out of our... 
VAR. Um, and if we're going to use it, then we have to take the, the good VAR with the bad VAR, bad VAR with the good VAR. Um, but, um, you know, I'm a, I guess a, I've realized I'm a bit of a purist, and I, what I love about football is that there aren't these, like, endless stops and waiting for people to review and that it is human error. Um, so I'd like it not to be used for every little thing, you know, that, that are there rules, like, can the ref call on VAR to be used for anything? Is that up to the ref's discretion? I believe so. I, I think it's it, there's no set sort of you can't use it for this or you can use it for this. It's literally just if the referee feels like they need some assistance, they can they can call on the video referee. You know, I wonder if we're going to see in the near future a list of that, you know, a list of things that, that can be VARD. Um, I'm really liking that as a verb. Because um, <laughs> I feel like that can be useful or like, you know, you can only use it in a, in, for 60 seconds after the play has happened um, so that it doesn't become this distraction. Um, well, I did hear someone come up with the concept of, of bringing the uh, like challenges into because um, at least it means you don't have the potential stoppages all the time, but you can actually challenge a decision, and at least you've then got that way you'd put it on a big screen or something. Um, at least you, you're limiting the amount of stoppages you can have. Tim Vicker is against that because he said that what would happen is managers would get wise to it and save his challenges for the last five ten minutes and use it as a time wasting tactic. <laughs> yeah, but it's really if they're adding the time on anyway. Mm. That's the, the thing. They, the referee should still be adding, even with the VAR at the moment, they should still be adding the time on. Would you use so. VAR in your school, Jesse? Would I say I saw you put your finger in your nose, VAR? Yeah. <laughs> when when I had my three-year-old today say, I'm not even going to tell you what he said because one of you is going to throw up and I, I'm not going to want to watch that video. Thank you very much. No. <laughs> I saw it the first time. I don't want to watch it the second time. <laughs> and again, I don't want to have to have that argument. If I saw it, I saw it, I'm in charge. And part of me wants, as much as I don't want Mike Dean in charge, if I'm putting Mike Dean in charge, I want to trust in Mike Dean, and boom, that's it. Oh, I can imagine him in you your know. school. God, no. But if that's it, if that's who we have decided, if that's who the FA has decided is in charge of that match, at some point, he's in charge of that match, and that's it. Okay. I don't know. I don't even know if I agree with myself on that <laughs> Uh, Alan Shearer said it was a shambles. Justin, your friend Phil Neville, did you hear what he had to say about it? I don't. I didn't. Uh, this should be great, though. He said that um, we don't need VAR, uh, and English football is fine just as the way it is with its talking points. I <laughs> love when he gets just, a, like, accidentally xenophobic. I think it's so great. I love when he yeah. has to check on English football. Not just football, yeah. but it's English football, and that's beautiful yeah if you had given me a chance to to guess chris what he would have said that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly and and it pains me because like jesse I, I guess i'm a little bit of a purist and so i'm not in i see the use for var and I'm, I'm but i'm not embracing it wholeheartedly but hearing phil phil neville's opinion reminds me that the worst thing you can be in life is a dinosaur and uh, there is going to be change. There is going to be technology coming into the game, so maybe there's a place for it in some capacity. But, of course, that's Phil Neville's view on it. Everything was better in the, in in the days day. he played. He, he would, I'm sure, tell you that and believe it wholeheartedly when he first came into the game and players were going straight from training to the pub and, and downing pints, he would say that was better, I'm sure. <laughs> They're only drinking English beer. Is anybody a good doodler? 
Because Chris, you've been you've been lacking in the Instagram, and I think if anybody could draw like a Phil Neville Saurus, that would be a really good thing. <laughs> I shall have a go this weekend, and I'll post that for you. There you That's go. Great. Um, yeah, Phil Neville, who could be the England women's football team manager, despite having no women's football experience. experience. But we don't need women in football. Let me yeah. do, let's do it. No, well, Martin, it. Martin Glenn did say that men are better at coping with banter than women, so maybe this is a good reason to... <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of dinosaurs in football. Correct. Um... And she sent me that article yes. that I stick to my own. <laughs> so... Uh, well, next up for Chelsea, it is... Oh, I'll tell you what, let's credit Norwich, shall we? Because Norwich did very well taken to penalties, didn't they? I think if it was a league game, I think a draw would have been a fair result as well. Um, you know, it, it, I don't think they, they did enough to win the game um, because they, they were under the cost a lot. Mm. But to, to sort of carry on going until the final the final minute and get that final goal, um, a lot of credit to them. They did, they did play well. Um, their midfielders did sort of control the game in, in some great, respects. Great goal too, wasn't it? Very good goal. And then I think the, the guy that scored, he's, he's like, it's his first senior goal. First, first senior goal, yeah. Fair, yeah. play to, fair play to him. And they, they, they did play well. They, you know, they, they were very... Um, sort of regimented and, and Chelsea just ran out of ideas so they had to start diving instead <laughs> I'm intrigued by Angus Gunn in, in their goal as well I mean I, I think older listeners will remember Brian his father who played in goal for Norwich and who represented Scotland Angus is, has represented England at under 21 level and I would expect him to be in the Premier League within a few seasons if if not with Norwich then with, with a side that could well, use Isn't he on loan? At Norwich from Man City. Yes, he is. Yes, he, so. he'll. He's never likely. I, I. I don't think he's terribly likely to represent them no. in the league. But but I think he'd be a good addition for a, a Premier League side. He, he made some very good stops that game. Yeah. He, he, when Morata came on for the little bit of time that he was on, he did have a couple of good chances. This one gun was. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he did very well. There's a man relieved not to get his dad's hair. You're right. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Uh, well, Chelsea, I've got the, the Gus Puget. Is that right? Yeah, that's I really good. Did it. You could tap the T at the end. <laughs> the what, sorry? But it was Puget. Puget, sorry. The Gus Puget derby uh, this weekend as they uh, face Brighton, who they only faced on Boxing Day. A bit odd, less than a month, but you've got to face them again. Um, Chelsea got three consecutive draws. Brighton have got one win in five. Uh, they won't be boosted by... Peter Crouch, Andy Carroll, or Edin Dzeko, though, Chelsea. Uh, Edin Dzeko would be pretty good buy. That's not as see, wacky as it seems. And it's not just the Dzeko thing either, because it's not just Dzeko. It's also um, one of the left-backs. So that deal actually makes le- like legitimate sense. Carroll and Crouch does not make any sense. But the news today is that Chelsea may be facing another transfer ban. <laughs> yeah. To FIFA, which, that'd be great, because then we don't have to sign... Carol or Crouch, so I'll be well happy with that. <laughs> I, How do you I, not I, want Peter Crouch? It, like, I'd, I'd get to see the robot maybe once, probably in an FA Cup game. It's like it's... watching a baby giraffe play football. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, yeah. I saw your tweet that, that actually called for a Chelsea transfer ban. I, which is weird. I, I, this week, the person, the person that tweeted it clearly had some insider info. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Leicester this weekend, they got the Jordan Stewart derby as they're at home to uh, Watford. Um, Leicester got some issues in defence with Danny Simpson, Wes Morgan and, and Robert Hoof all downs. But they've won seven out of nine at home to Watford. Um, and they got three consecutive clean sheets in League and Cup. This game, 
uh, has had 23... Uh, Watford played 23 games so far this season and involves 75 goals for and against them. So they're a very in- interesting team to watch. But who's going to emerge victorious this weekend? I'm, I'm sorry, Leicester supporters, but I'm going to say Leicester. <laughs> and if you follow the blog closely, you'll know why I'm apologizing, because I'm wrong. But they've been in, they've been in, in pretty good form, and, and January is always a, a difficult time to play them, because Riyad Mahrez is very interested suddenly. And, uh, but it was up in the window. Yeah, and, and such a joy to watch. He's not always that effective, but, but just the way he picks up a ball and glides with it, it's a beautiful thing to see. Ryan, I sold him on Football Manager. Did you? And I've very nearly faced a mutiny. <laughs> oh, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I got Justin Cliver and Casper Dolberg in instead. But just, I had them, but I've got them both. Have you? I've got I bought Dolberg and I've got uh, Justin Cliver at Southampton, and they're both very, 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 very good. Just a quickie, right? I try and choose a team to play on Football Manager, so I go through all the teams, and I end up narrowing it down quite a lot because, firstly. Um, I try and choose a team where I've got a little bit of money to play with, where there's not an awful <laughs> lot of expectation on me, and there's also a nice place to live. Despite the fact I'm not actually physically there, I, I won't choose somewhere because I, I think I don't really I wouldn't fancy living there. I know I'm not physically there, but who wants to, you know, it... to live in Stoke? <laughs> Would you want to do it on a Tuesday night <laughs> in Stoke? I mean, I've been to Stoke many, many times, and I want to spend as little time as possible there. So I, I wouldn't choose them. Shiri, you know, even though they got Shakiri. Even if, well, you'd probably sign him anyway. No, I did buy Messi for Leicester. Messi? Yeah, I signed Lionel Messi for Leicester. Ow. Uh, he couldn't get in the team at Barcelona, uh, and they 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 eventually let him go, and so he was a free agent. So I signed him. Uh, but just when you think the game's getting really realistic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, elsewhere in the cup, it was um, Steve Evans versus Neil Warnock. Who doesn't want to see that for uh, a football match? Um, <laughs> Mansfield lost 4-1 at home to Cardiff. Uh, Wigan beat Premier League Bournemouth 3-0. And Jordan Ayew channeled his own inner Ricky Villa. Is Ricky Villa? Villa? Uh, it depends where you're from. You're right both ways. Oh, am I? All right, okay. Yeah, you get three points. Oh, fantastic. Uh, as he scored a rather amazing goal as Swansea beat Wolves 2-1 in the Cup. Rather interesting, I thought, because Wolves obviously flying high at the top of um, the Championship and Swansea dawdling around at the bottom of the Premier League. So it's quite interesting to see that Swansea won that one. Mm. Uh, bits and bobs of news. Who saw Jose Mourinho uh, get asked to sign a shirt this week? <laughs> I did see that. <laughs> <laughs> Anything anti-Mourinho, and I'm on it straight away. <laughs> Do you see this, Justin? I must have missed it. Uh, two Italian comedians went to the Lowry Hotel, where he lives, Alan Partridge style, um, and gave him a Manchester United shirt to sign. And as he signed it, they unveiled the back of it to see it had the name Antonio Conte on the back of it. <laughs> and to be fair, he did see the funny side, didn't he? He did. He did. Good. No. Is there a funny side? <laughs> side to that? Is it is one is one aspect of comedy for it to be extremely obvious to be funny? <laughs> I guess. I guess you're a hard man to please with, that, aren't you? I have high standards, <laughs> uh, not j- for myself. I hold everybody else to them. Well, no, that's, that's how it should be. Yeah. Uh, Jesse Lingard signing autographs for several minutes in the pouring rain uh, was very nice to see. Um, who saw the buyer tapestry this week? I think I've seen that one. Uh, I think they're called P- 
Canini Cheapskates through a Twitter account who has knocked up a uh, a buy a tapestry re- um, recreation of Eric Cantona's Kung Fu Kick. That sounds also here amazing. knocked out means you, that you made them pregnant. So yeah, I think I'm confused as <laughs> to what you recreated. mean. Recreated. <laughs> Okay. I can see that look on your face. Uh, <laughs> they recreated the um, Eric Cantona Kung Fu kick uh, using biotapestry form. That's, I need to have a look at that after. I retweeted that sounds it. amazing. Yeah, I did retweet it. But it's very good. They've got three little men in the corner uh, who are Des Lynham, Jimmy Hill and Alan Hansen. Um, they've got what, the seagulls quote going across the top of the tapestry as well. So it's very, very good. Um by tapestry was nearly lost to us because it was used during the Napoleonic War to cover uh, munitions till someone recognised it and took it away and held it in posterity. Um, the German Player of the Year for 2017. Has anybody seen this? I think I've seen German that one. Yeah, I'll give you the top three. Number three was Terstegen. Okay. Um, well yeah. Number two was Julian Draxler. Okay. And number one. Go on, say your name for number one. Uh, I, I don't I feel like Michael Ballack's going to say it's going to be him because like <laughs> he had that fight at the beginning of the year um, clearly it's Per Metersacker if I <laughs> Tony Cruz no uh, did he play in, in Germany uh, yes he plays in Germany I think uh, he's a defender <laughs> I got him in a Bosman for Liverpool and football manager. <laughs> That's anyone. Messi. I got no idea. Josh Kimmick. Oh, Kimmick, yes. Oh, yeah, like he's like 19. Good. How old is he? 22. Gross. <laughs> Makes you sick, doesn't it? Yeah. Sorry, uh, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, do, 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 do. I'm not 22, though, so it's fine. <laughs> Who saw Neymar get booed this week? Lots of boos, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. I did. <laughs> you enjoy that. He was cutting the mustard against Dijon as they were winning 8-0. Do you like that? Uh, Sorry. <laughs> as, they, uh, as PSG won 8-0. Um, in things, Nick, from other podcasts, there was a Dijon player who touched the ball 22 times. Nine of those were kickoffs. <laughs> um Neymar scored his third goal and got a penalty for his fourth. Um, however, PSG fans wanted him uh, wanted Edison Cavani to take the penalty, didn't they? Why is that, Jesse? Why is that is another story. Should this be happening again? No. And well, Neymar I'm is not... a designated penalty taker. Is he? Yeah. I thought Cavani was. That's the whole Cavani is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is he? So... Okay. Yeah, and this was the whole issue last time when Dani Alves and Neymar, I'll use interceded because fought like assholes is just not polite. Sorry, Jared. But, you know, as a PSG fan, I would be having, wouldn't you be anxious watching your your players, like, behave like that on the pitch? Well, Cavani was equal, is equal with Ibrahimovic's record, isn't he? Uh, and yeah. that goal would have taken him over, which is why he, no, Neymar right. was being booed. But Neymar walked off sort of shaking his head at the end, didn't he? Um, Neymar is 12-year-old, and at this point, like, he has captained Brazil. Um, he has played for the biggest clubs in the world, and I think he needs to get his shit together, especially because they're going into a World Cup year when Brazil topped the table, and it's looking like he's going to, or he, 
you know, he, the captaincy was stripped from him at times. And, and if he wants to get that captaincy back and take the lead on, on the Brazilian team, then he can't, he can't act like that. Have your temper tantrum, like, in the tunnel or in the dressing room. This is stupid. But Cheech well, likes him, doesn't he? Yeah. He does. Yeah. Yeah, look, he's a, he's a really talented player, but he also loses his shit way too often. Hmm. I, think he's, I, I could I could partially understand him taking the penalty if he was on his hat trick, but the fact that he's already scored his hat trick, what's what's he to gain apart from probably all the goal goal bonus in his contract? I imagine. And that's fine, but have that discuss like you've this is the third time, and it's making you look. It's, like it's all he's interested in money in theory because he wants to score the goal because he'll get the no, and the he bonus. wants to right, and he also wants a. a ostensibly, you know, the move to Real Madrid and, and you know, contractually this is going to just boost him. But I, I don't know, you know, does Real Madrid need a, a, a Cristiano Ronaldo and a Neymar with these kinds well, of egos? If you hear the rumours, Cristiano's not going to be there for much longer. That's yeah. true. Um, but, you know, I, I think that he has to be really careful. Who knows? Maybe this is, maybe some team is going to be so excited to have a like, boy, with a giant ego, but um, it's, it's a lot not... of footballers, you know. <laughs> yeah, but this is the third time, and either Danielle, or, you know, somebody needs to take him aside and say, "Have this giant blowout and decide." You know, maybe you take turns. That's fair. We can have a chart on the wall that says, you know, on the wall of the dressing room with stickers. Now it's your turn. Now it's your oh, turn. Whatever. Neymar, but like, you missed your last penalty. You, hey. you you get banned for the next two. <laughs> like Justin, how did did this kind of bullshit happen when you were playing? Like, how did this work itself out? Um, I just cursed a lot in a row. It's Friday. Someone needs to step in, either a club captain or the manager. Uh, so you, you'd want to see that at this point. And 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 I would say, like you said, Jesse, after three times. It's not being addressed on the pitch, so it, it really, to me, falls in the lap of the manager to have these discussions on the training ground or in the dressing room, and so there is no ambiguity come match time, and, and we know who's taking the penalties. Now, that there's a degree of fluidity in a match because, as Ryan says, sometimes if someone's on a hat trick, you let them have the penalty for that reason, but three times, and we're only in mid-January, um, there are there are there are clearly disagreements about who's running things there. Well, the club captain is a Brazilian friend of Neymar's, and people are suggesting that the manager right. is lacking kahunas. <laughs> and he's <laughs> Troydini in there. That's what they Did need. I get that wrong? Kahunas, <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean that's the hard. I think that's the very that's the hard part of the job. The the tactics is not the hard part of the job. Man management <clears throat> is really difficult. Um, you know, Roy Keane's second book gives pretty good insight into why I think unintentional insight into why maybe he wasn't hasn't been terribly successful as a manager because um, he hasn't really understood the younger generation of players and what it takes and what motivates them and and um at the same time he when he talks about his own Manchester United career and how it came to an end you can see an example of how um you know Sir Alex Ferguson it, it didn't really matter to him the stature a player had in the game at Manchester United um when his time was done it was done and if he crossed lines it was dealt with um, and Unai Emery is 
it's not dealing with it. And it really, it really at this point, it has to be the manager that steps in and, and puts a stop to this. We saw that, or, or you know, the the rumors, I guess, out of um, NYC. I'm, I'm pointing NYCFC. It's mm-hmm. that way. Um, <laughs> are that you know, Patrick Vieira has done this really well, and he has a lot of big names and big personalities um, in New York. You know, you, you have a dressing room that has um, or had. Um, you know, big names from, from Italy and Spain and, and smaller names from around MLS. And that was the way he went in is that, you know, if you're on, if you're in my dressing room and you're on my field, um, you're just players. And it worked. You know, there were not, whether he had clashes inside, we didn't know, but on the pitch, everybody, everybody behaved and everybody worked, worked I, together. I, I think he, I think what an advantage he has there is that he himself is a big name. Um, and I think it's easier for players the, who transitioned to management, who have the respect of the current generation of players because they remember them and, and respect what they did. Although I would be willing to bet that with Patrick Vieira, we're already into territory of a 22-year-old player not remembering him uh, as a player, which is scary. Ryan, those 22-year-olds are so stupid. Like, <laughs> Ryan, is, is that, is, are you 22? Is no, that... I'm not 22. I don't I'm, think just, so. I'm, yeah. I'm just younger. That, you are that, that, I'm just, you, you know, part, I'm part of this young generation that everyone hates. You know what I? Uh, I don't. I don't. I think younger generation. Ryan but... eats a lot of avocado toast. It's the reason. <laughs> kind of you know, it's like. You know what I realized today, and this is kind of a sobering realization regarding age. I'm older than every dog on earth. Okay, but all of us are. I know, but but I am, also. <laughs> Now I'm sad. Thank you. <laughs> As I'm sitting here petting my dog. Going back to your Roy Keane thing, Justin, it's very good because I've got the Ferguson and Roy Keane autobiography and I actually read both their chapters on how Keane left Manchester United and they're incredibly contrasting, as you can imagine. Of but course was, they are. Yeah, very, yeah, very yeah. well written. It, it's, um, it'd be nice to be able to have the, the real story there. But um, by the way, that Ferguson book is just dreadful. It's just so disappointingly awful. I, I thought... Here's this man who's had this massive career of achievement, and he's going to take us through it. And we're going to – I thought there would be insight about how he made Aberdeen a world-beating side and and then the early struggles of Manchester United. And, leaving and if you remember it, it's just paragraphs that leap from decade to decade. There's no cohesion to the book at all. I, I, I don't remember who co-wrote it Paul with Hayden. him. It was, thank you. And I don't understand how he would have – not been able to see the complete lack of editorial flow and narrative. I remember just getting really frustrated with it about halfway through, and I think I, I did finish it, but but it was so disappointing for that reason. This concludes the literary review portion of our, of our podcast. I <laughs> hope my, I hope the next book I read won't be like that. I also <laughs> hope that that is the case. I've actually I, just I started the, I've actually just started the Howard Webb autobiography. Celebrity referees are, are one of the strangest things. If 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 tomorrow an alien wafted down from the heavens and asked me to explain the world to him, eventually we have to get to that, and I wouldn't really, would, really wouldn't would say. Wait, he Howard Webb. I just read. Who is he? It upset me when I read who he's dating. Who is he dating? Taylor Swift. No, and it's not your tennis player either. <laughs> I was going to say Taylor Swift. Because I know that's the next one. It's not. It's it's somebody football-y. And now you're going to have to do a Google. Is it a problem that he's dating this person? 
and I don't remember what it it's like not but it but it is it's Neymar he's dating Neymar <laughs> move on and I'll try to remember why I read it and thought oh really Justin tell us about Argentinian goalkeepers there's some good ones uh, the ones you told yeah. us about pre-pod sorry what's that again the one you told us about pre-pod Oh, oh, sorry. That that was uh, yeah. So, um, fourth division Argentinian club, I believe it, it, it's Jesse would have to correct the pronunciation. It's anglicized, Doc Sud. Um, I, I can help you with that. Don't worry. Yeah. So uh, their goalkeeper training video has gone viral. I imagine a lot of people have seen it on Twitter. It is thirty or forty seconds of utter madness. Um, and and full credit to the goalkeeper coach for his creativity. The very first activity is. He's tossing balls with his hand over a burning fence. And the goalkeeper is <laughs> the goalkeeper's behind this burning fence and, and, and making saves. I, I imagine that the fire is there as a distraction. There's uh, activities that involve riding a bicycle across the mouth of the goal and getting off and then making a save. Um, diving in mud and water. Very, very deep mud. Um, that's not the worst idea, Chris, because we sort of talked about that pre-pod about how you can sort of overcome a hesitancy to dive to one side by diving on a soft surface. But the very last one is a, a goalkeeper's on a train, um, what we in the States would call a, a car, an empty train carriage, I suppose, and he is a thrown a ball and he dives out of the train to save this, this ball. And so... Is he okay? Yeah, apparently it's he's all right. It wasn't moving. Sorry, oh, train wasn't okay. moving. Right. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> still, that is, that is a proper test. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's more. I think. Oh, there's one where he's. They've got the goalkeeper strung up like a bat, upside down, hanging from the crossbar, and he's being asked to make saves while hanging upside down. They throw the ball at him, and he's he's catching it while whilst upside down. So it's it's creative. Uh, it gets a plus for creativity. Match realistic? No. No. Are you going to take great. any of these methods onto the training pitch of North Carolina? I will not. No, <laughs> they're utterly useless, but amusing. <laughs> uh, some games coming up this weekend in Europe, land and elsewhere. Um, Real Madrid, who are closer to the relegation zone than they are to top of the table, Barcelona. They're at home to Deportivo. Uh, Real Betis are at home to Barcelona, who lost um, in midweek in the... What's the Spanish Cup called? I can't remember. Copa del Rey. Copa del Rey, that's it. They lost to City rivals Espanyol for the first time in a very, very long time. Uh, in Germany, Bayern Munich are playing Werder Bremen. Bayern Munich, who have just signed Leon Goretzka, who I got in a Bosman for Liverpool on Football Manager. Uh, and I think he's coming in the summer on a Bosman as well. Uh, they are uh, 13 points clear of Red Bull Leipzig uh, at the top of the table. In Italy, Inter Milan, who have just signed Rafina, who I've not signed, um... They are playing Roma, uh, Atlanta, Atlanta are playing Napoli, Juventus are playing Genoa on Monday night. Napoli are topped by a point on, from 51 points, topped by a point of uh, Juventus, Inter on 42, Lazio on 40. Ryan, you've got a decision to make on Sunday night. I'm not quite sure what I can do, because I've still not decided. You can either watch Inter versus Roma on Sunday night on BT Sport, or League 1, you can watch Leon versus PSG, which is first v second. I'd say into Roma. That's what I'm leaning towards, but I do, yeah. love, I do love a bit of Nabu Fekir. I've got to do some scouting as well for when Jacko. Sorry. Prepared. I've got to do some scouting on Jacko, and you know, see what he's, uh, see what he's going to be bringing to Chelsea when he joins. <laughs> Antonio Conte is asked, does he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he called me up earlier and said, "Right, do me a favour, watch the game on Sunday." 
Sunday night is my ironing night. So I iron children's school uniforms and my work clothes. So I'm always watching a game there. So I'm thinking maybe the iPad next to the telly. What, so you can watch both games? Or just... Yeah, but then Napoleon said, he who defends everything defends nothing. So, you know, I don't know whether I'm going <laughs> to miss a bit or, or what, but I am really genuinely stuck over which one to watch. Which one, guys? Come on. I, 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 yeah, I would say the intro game. I mean, first you say first versus first, first, second sounds good. Yeah, I know, but, but it's not. But it's, it's in Ligue 1. <laughs> uh, Ligue 1, yeah, it's 13-point gap, is it? Or how, how big? Even uh, 11. 11, okay, right, but it's... Yeah. I like Nabil Fekir, though. Well, yeah. He's very good. Yeah. Just watch the highlights later, then. I could, couldn't I? One starts 15 <laughs> minutes before the other, doesn't it, Ryan? So We have the internet yeah. now. Some yes, we do. have this glorious I, thing called YouTube. <laughs> can I tell you that, that, the, that the month of January, mid-January, is a very physically difficult time for me because I'm an enormous tennis fan. And the Australian Open is going on now. And in the U.S., the time difference between us and Australia, I don't know if people know this, it's actually four and a half days. <laughs> uh, but it, the, the matches are on literally in the middle of the night. And um, there are some that I really want to watch and I really try to stay up to watch. And I, I tried last night to stay up to watch Nadal. And I fell asleep on the sofa um, in front of the Dimitrov uh, Rublev match, which was good. Is he still dating Maria Sharapova? No, he's not. <laughs> oh, good. No, no that's Howard Webb. Howard <laughs> Webb. Yeah, yeah, there we go. And uh, to, to, so to make a long story short, I've been staying up extremely late or getting to bed early and getting up very, very early, like for a four o'clock match. Um, so I don't really know what day it is and what time it is anymore. I'm, I'm in a, I'm a mess. Can we? Do I just raise my hand like I'm in school. <laughs> Jesse, speak. Call on me. <laughs> so, <what? laughs> I'm so tired. Um, is one of my Uruguayans playing in the Australian Open? I feel like maybe. Is that a thing? Ah, uh, well, Nadal next plays Diego Schwartzman, who's Argentinian. That's um, Justin. Come on. Well, I've That's the same thing, isn't it? <laughs> I, I think the guy he played first round might have been Uruguayan. Estrella. Oh, he's one of ours. And then... And then we had three. One's teeny. I'm showing you with my hands. What is wrong with me? We can see. Don't worry. Estrella okay. Burgos. It doesn't make the podcast, though. But... Um, <laughs> Ryan will edit it. He'll fix it in post. Uh, yeah. One is um, Cuevas. Pablo Cuevas? Yes. Yeah. Is he, he still might... tennising? I don't think he's still tennising. I think he I think he did win a round or two. Okay. That's acceptable. Great. Yeah. And then one is... Um, like very tiny, and his name is Marcel Felder. And I only know this because Uruguay Marcel is so what? small. Marcel Felder? <laughs> what did you? I thought you said Felder. Sorry. <laughs> is that a is that a like an ism? Is that as like in, knocked up? As in he felt her? Yes. <laughs> oh, well, that's just come on. That's like eating a worm. <laughs> Marcel Felder was um, met my father when my father was uh, soccering and Marcel Felder was tennising for Uruguay because that's how tiny it is. <laughs> Can we do well, a podcast on the... Cuevas has been eliminated, I'm sorry to say. Oh. Oh. Alright, well at least he got there. Yeah. That's... Can we do a podcast on the psychological makeup of uh, Nikos Kriakos? Um, he's Greek and Australian. Yes. He, he's getting it together. He's won, didn't he? I do like him. Yeah. I find no, it fascinating. He's, 
I have a he, he may he may he's not going to win the Australian Open, but he may he may be a semifinalist. I'm going to I'll predict that now. Yeah, I kind of get the impression he just needs a hug. <laughs> a little bit of an angry young man, yeah, yeah. But he's very sensitive and shy too. He's one of these guys that acts out because um, he needs on, a hug on the court because he needs a hug. Now, not just a hug; he needs a hug from Chris. Oh, I'd give him a hug. Yeah, let's go. I'd go to Australia for a hook. That's fine. Yeah. You know what? You can, though? You can pay there, for it, though, there are really big spiders in Australia. Spiders yeah, there are. Fine. Snakes are a different matter. Can't go there. There are plants if you if you touch one, it will like um, put like like nettles in your hands for like six months. So forget That's the spiders. Fine. Just spiders. Literally can't do it. Yeah. Why anybody want to anybody... set foot in that country? I have no idea. <laughs> Beyond me. Especially <laughs> um, at the moment with the cricket as well. <laughs> yeah, Andy yeah. Murray is Sorry, favorite. Yeah. Andy Murray seems like a like a lovely, great person. Lovely, Andy boring man. I love Andy Murray, and I won't <laughs> so, hear a word said so against him. Interviews and everybody asks him like just annoying things, and he has the best responses. Oh, you're the best tennis player, male tennis player. I love it. Deadpan. I love Andy Murray. If you say bad words against him, Ryan, you'll be muted for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> No bad words. <laughs> uh, right, what else have we got for fixtures? Uh, oh, um, it's Ajax versus Feyenoord in the Eredivisie, which could feature one Robin Van Persie, who's uh, gone back to Feyenoord. Really? Yeah. All right, good. good for him. I, I like when that when players do that. I, I I think people know that Carlos Tevez went back to Baca again this week. Yeah. He said it was a holiday, didn't he, in Shanghai? Yeah, he, he made an absolute fortune on that holiday. Yeah, that's I want to go on that holiday, too. After <laughs> saying he would only ever go back home to Boca, oops, with a little holiday in Shanghai. <laughs> Did you see right. people talk about Sanchez this week um, and how much money he will be earning at Manchester United? But uh, someone sent a big list out of players like Oscar and Lavezzi and Tevez uh, and Hulk and all these other players who earn more than Sanchez over in China. Yeah, I see just... that, that sign they had of him and his dog. That was mean. Yeah. <laughs> the poster. Yes. Not his dog's fault. Leave the dogs out of it. But still, I mean, it's still... Yeah, hey, China obviously pay a lot of stupid money for players that aren't good enough to play in the Premier League anymore. But, I mean, 500 grand a week. Like, what's he going to do with that money? Why shouldn't he have it? Because he doesn't deserve it. What does this... <laughs> are you going to be a midwife or something to deserve that much? No, I'm just, I'm just saying, like... I think if you look at you know play other players, I don't. I don't actually think Sanchez is at the level people think he is. He's I, a very very good player. I don't. But I don't but, think he's. I don't think he's world class. No, I don't. But I think you're worth whatever someone is willing to pay for you. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Just, and I think right. if you're talking about deserve, look, like you know Maribel Telly, who I still have such a soft spot for because he's bonkers. Like you know he was getting stupid money, and there were stories of him going and paying off student loans and tuition fees. Does that mean that, you know, does he deserve it because he was doing great things with it? Well, first yeah. of all, I think most yeah. of those were made up, though, Jesse, weren't they? No, not that one. That one, that one he did because somebody okay. put, like, their, their little receipt. He was also setting off guns in the shower. Like, yeah. so there was a balance. Like, I, I'd forgotten about the, uh, the Balotelli years in the Premier League where he was such a fixture in the tabloids. Why always me? Everything he did was seen as interesting and colorful. I just thought he was the most boring guy, actually. I don't think he ever <laughs> meant to or asked for that kind of attention. I, I'm, I'm not sure why it happened. He ended up on the cover 
of Time Magazine, the European edition. Um, That's impressive, to be fair. It is, because yeah. he's, a, he's, he's had a very ordinary career in terms of production. He's had flashes of ability and brilliant, but yeah. he had a good Euros in, the, in 2012. Uh, but he's... He's going to if, if there is if we could do a ratio between the attention a player receives and and what they've actually produced on the pitch, his disparity is going to be as great as anybody's. And I say that without malice, but he got so much attention all the time, did, and yeah. it seems to have he's still. But now he's actually still playing, and people have completely forgot his existence. I saw him score two goals the other day against Monaco. Yeah, he scored. He he scored a fair few goals last season too. Mm. Did you ever hear the story? I think it was some um, Mourinho interview um, when he was for when he was at Inter about the Ruben Kazan the Ruben Kazan game. Is that the way? Yeah, it's Champions League. He's he, yes. Balotelli's his only striker. It's half time. Yes. He apparently spent fourteen or fifteen minutes saying, "Please, Mario, don't get booked because you're already on a booking. We can't have you sent off. I've got no one else." <clears throat> He's like, "Please, referee does something. Don't react." Player touches you, don't react, please. Forty second, forty sixth minute, red card. <laughs> yeah, that's a great story. Mourinho tells that well. I, he I does. He's not a liked man on this pod. Of but... all people to tell somebody not to react, that's like <laughs> that's the pot and the kettle. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of gossip. Quick yes or no to some of these. Mario Balotelli back to AC Milan. That would be good. I think that'd be good for them. What you want, or guessing what we think. Um, what you think? No. No, I don't think that'd be a healthy place for him right now. Okay. This will make me cry and weep and... You know, there's sort of women in, in, on the news that when bad things happen, they sort of wail on the news. It was really... Emre Chan to Manchester City. Oh. Well, I, I thought Emre Chan had already agreed to move elsewhere and then people were talking about it and I was... I swear I was talking about him in Juve. Yeah. Yeah, two weeks ago. For two months. <laughs> but... Actually, that never actually—that was never actually true. And Sky Sports lied. I'm going to say yes, just because now I want you to cry and weep because I've never seen women crying and weeping on the news, and so do it. <laughs> cry and weep, man. I, I don't think they weep. need him either. I well, I don't him. know. I mean, because I thought he was the difference in that in that game. I mean, the, the Manchester City's have the one thing that that Liverpool and and I forget who it was that that City played in one of the cups prior, the lower league side. Um, they don't really like to be pressed that high and that intensely and it it it, it exposed um the fact that Fernandinho had a really bad game he had a really poor game against Liverpool and didn't deal well with being pressed gave the ball away in bad places and then wasn't able to protect the, the back four and all that I, I think that's what they're if they're missing anything that's what they're missing because Sean did a, a great job of that for Liverpool in that game and I've always uh, Chris, you're the Liverpool fan. Tell us uh, what Liverpool fans think of him because they seem oddly okay with him leaving. It seems like he does a very good job there. For me. He's filthy. you rhapsodized about his foot. I mean, you did <laughs> twenty minutes about the beauty of his foot. He has filled the Alonso Mascarano shaped hole in my heart that has been there right. since 2009. Okay. I I love the man to bits. I absolutely adore him. Um, Still hope for a deal though at some point. If he, the fact that he's not gone, it, nothing's been agreed yet. Maybe. I maybe. do wonder what. Uh, yeah, I do wonder what Jurgen's thinking in not offering him something so far. Um, it's, it's, it's can we think of? It, and it's one of those situations too where he's playing. He's in the side regularly. So when you look at Obama Young, the other day. Right, right, right. You look at Obama Young's been left out of the squad in Dortmund because he's talking about leaving. 
Um, that's often how that that goes. But he's he's in the squad for the most important games, and as you say, captaining them. I don't understand why they'd be wanting to let him go. And who do they have to step into that role? Hmm. Now, when Alden plays a little higher up the pitch, doesn't he? Uh, um, Henderson. Well, what about, um, what about Kaita when he when he finally arrives? Well, right, yeah, that's a good point, Ryan. Maybe that's well, what they're... well, well if, if, if if because every week it's oh he's played his last game for Leipzig. I'm like, I don't think yeah. he has. I think he's I think it's the summer. Yeah. It's, or it's summer. will they change their shape at all now that they have Virgil Van Dijk? Are they able to sort of maneuver and rejigger and and use the players that they have in different ways? I don't think so. I think he's Virgil Van Dijk is going to stay well and truly at the back. Um, well, no, I think Jesse maybe means, but doesn't need so much protection. Maybe. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's awesome. a it's a relatively new phenomenon, you know, the the dedicated holding midfielder. I love um, them. It, it's, yeah, I mean, yeah. Every, everybody, it's almost suicidal to play without one now, but it wasn't mm. such a common thing a couple generations ago. Yeah. Makaleli made that role is like made that role what it is today. Yeah, so good. There were no defensive midfielders for Claude Makaleli. There, no, there no, I'm just saying. Were. They're definitely no, I'm just saying he could long, be... Lothar Mateus, and we could go on and on and on. Oh, I think but... he brought it back to prominence. <laughs> I can't with Lothar Mateus. He's like... I... You did your uh, top... I, 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 there's, there's oh, been I a had domino. him in my team. Yeah. They're important He'd now... He'd be in my not team. <laughs> I think they're, they're important now because people want to attack with their fullbacks and get width from those that position. And, and, and so if you've got... Your fullback's pressing high up the pitch. You have to have somebody sitting centrally to stop counterattacks uh, because your two center backs are sitting there isolated by themselves and all that. So, mm. yeah, okay. makes sense. Just my theory. Uh, yes, I know. Luca Mora to Spurs. Uh, um, I wouldn't be a, I wouldn't be opposed unless it meant. Ugh, getting rid of someone we already have. I really like my team. Don't make me sacrifice anyone. One of my favourite YouTube clips of a footballer is Luca Mora. Uh, it was in the Classic a few years ago. He picks the ball up on the edge of his own 18-yard area, goes on a George Weah-type run through the middle of the pitch, chips the ball over the goalkeeper, and as it is about to uh, cross the goal line, a Marseille defender comes along and wallops it clear, slides it clear. It's a fantastic piece of um, footage. I do like a goal line <laughs> clearance as well. As well. I mean, where where would you? Who would you displace? I suppose. Uh, yeah. Dali Ali. No, <laughs> no. If he went to Liverpool. Just no. He's no, not just... had a good season. I'm saying that because he's uh, not had a very good oh, spell well, of form. Well, is he? You wouldn't. You would... No. Well, is, more is, it, is, he, is he a winger? I think, he, I think Dali is playing different football than he played last season. He's not hovering up front looking for the long ball so he could score. Um, I wouldn't get rid of him. Nope. Lamella? Would you get rid of Lamella? Yes. Lamella yeah. hasn't played. Fine. Yeah. Because he's Argentinian. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, uh, no, because I think we have gotten... Uh, we we're well accustomed to playing without him at this point. Would I happily get rid of him? No. But if I have to get rid of somebody, fine. Okay. I think you should get rid of that Harry Kane guy. I don't think he's doing anything for you. I think they will be whether they like it or not. Yeah, but... <laughs> Take that back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to dig myself out of that Harry Kane-shaped hole and talk about the Premier League again. Uh, Ryan, tomorrow night the BT Sport game is Manchester City versus Newcastle. Um, 
the Anton Sibierski derby. <laughs> nah. Do you remember him? Mean, no. <laughs> Do you? You don't remember Anton Sibierski? Yeah. He's not like 100 years old. He's... No, but who? Sib- Sibierski. Anton Sibierski. It's an S, Ryan. S-I-B-E-R-S-I-B-I-E-R-S-K-I. Oh, Jesse, I like your jumper. Thanks. Yeah, it's very nice. Um, Manchester City versus Newcastle. In the last 20 games in the Premier League, uh, Manchester City have won 17 and drawn three against Newcastle. Um, Sergio Aguero's got 11 goals and two assists versus Newcastle. Uh, Rafa's got four clean sheets, though, at the Etihad. Only one manager has got five. Who's that? Well, I don't like these games, Chris. <laughs> Just a new like a game. Come on. loves games. David Moyes. <laughs> No, the right club. Well, that that doesn't narrow it down. There you go. <laughs> uh, that could be three clubs. Ferguson. Uh, there you go, Alex Ferguson. Okay, sure. All right. I was saying to Vance back, is this the sort of game they need uh, against the sort of job in low mid-table side after last week? Yeah, they'll take this one. Yeah? Yeah, they're mad. I don't think, I don't think it's stuff. the right game, though. No. I always feel like it's you. You always think, oh yeah, you're coming against a weaker side, um, but that puts on, I think, more pressure. I think if anything, you actually need a, a game against another top team that if you can beat and beat comfortably, you, you set a bigger impression on everyone rather than just beating sort of a, a team lower in the league. After I losing think. to a, after losing to a pretty after losing to a team at the top of the table, surely the last thing you want to face is another team at the top of the table. I don't know, I'm just thinking it's, I think it puts an extra bit of pressure on and that teams often sort of struggle to, to, to make the impact that everyone thinks. Everyone thinks, oh, they're going to score four or five goals and, and prove they're still good. But... Okay. Uh, Burnley versus Manchester United. This is Michael Keane derby. Uh, Jimmy Arfield, not Jimmy Arfield, who is he? Scott Arfield. <laughs> Harry Arfield. Harry Arfield, that's it. Jimmy Arfield, somebody else, isn't he? I don't remember him playing. <laughs> Uh, Chris Wood and Jonathan Walters are out. Um, I've written something and I can't read it. It's my handwriting. <laughs> oh, in 1996, after 23 years, Manchester United were 12 points behind Newcastle. Uh, they are now 12 points behind City after the same number of games. Of course, Manchester United won the league that season. Are they going to come back? Is it the greatest comeback since Lazarus? No, they're not. I, I remember that season. There were the two. I, I don't think they were ever twelve points on on even games played. Um, if I recall, they had a couple of games in hand. And then, secondly, that Newcastle side is. I think we all either remember or maybe in Ryan's case has has read about. Um, <laughs> they, were, they were so uh, profligate defensively, and and um, and you know just just. The way Kevin Keegan had them set up to play, they're very entertaining, but they couldn't defend, and and they were always likely to to fall away as the as the season went on, and they were undone at Anfield, famously, and eventually overhauled by Manchester United City, or different proposition. But I mean, I, again, they were they were dreadful at Anfield. They were it was it was not um, the the four three scoreline flatters them. Um, we saw. I remember. I think I tweeted that. 80 minutes, how are this Liverpool side not challenging for the league title? Last 10 minutes, oh yeah, that's why. <laughs> uh, so, so you know, City made, made the scoreline look better uh, for their sake, but I mentioned Fernandinho struggling. I thought Aguero looked really out of it, out of sorts. Um, sort of 
stumbling a little bit with with the ball at his feet and and snatching it at at chances and so um i'm saying all this to set up this point they are are still um they're not going to be overhauled based on one bad performance uh, that they picked the wrong side i think pep picked the wrong side to stick to his principles with i mean uh, um i think Liverpool are about where they should be in the table. I don't think they're better than third or second at a push, but I think it's the hardest fixture in the league to go to Anfield right now The way because of the way they play. The extremely high energy and high pressing game. It's difficult to prepare against. You can't train against it. Nobody else plays quite that way. So when you then go to Anfield and you try to continue playing the way you want to play, which in Pep's case means um, lots of players shifting over to be available for the ball, which means you're out of position if you lose it, you just like that. That result was always possible. Put it that way. Who would be your Newcastle goalkeeper of choice? Pavel Cernicek, Shea Given, uh, Tim Krul, or I don't know, Mike Hooper. Um, I I would go Shaka Hislop actually. Oh yes, okay. <laughs> yeah. A nuclear or a rocket scientist, Shaka Hislop. <laughs> Very bright guy. I, I don't say that only because he follows me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> he used to work for NASA, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did. He went to Howard University here in the States. I coached against him when he played for ha- at Howard. I was coaching at, at Radford University, which is where I played. And um, I remember being more than impressed, like not having seen a player of that ability at that level before. And I thought, what's he doing here? And, of course, he ended up just a few years later playing Premier League football. Uh, That's Jess- really cool. Yeah. Yes, Chris. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you then. We have this video thing, so I don't interrupt anybody, and it's still not working. That was my case, actually. You get the visual cues. Yeah. Um, non-wormy to Sean Dyche. It's his 100th Premier League match tomorrow. The last three managers who made their 100th Premier League uh, appearance are Mick McCarthy, Roy Hodgson, and Steve McLaren. Do you know what they've all got in common? They are white men. Apart from that. <laughs> They all won their 100th Premier League game in charge against Manchester United. Ooh. Is that too spooky to be a coincidence? The the omens are bad on this. Oh. Should we make little voodoo dolls of Pep? We could. Voodoo magic is apparently very strong. (laughs) (laughs) Pep, of course, you never see in the same room as uh, Uday Hussein. I'm not gonna I can't wait into that one no can't do it <laughs> you also though never see him in the same room as the queen he doesn't wow, yeah he looks more like Uda Hussein than the queen well I'm just saying putting it out there <laughs> put a funny hat on him and give him a corgi and you don't know okay uh, Monday night Ryan is Swansea versus Liverpool in the John Joe Shelby derby uh, Tammy Abrahams and uh, Renata Sanchez is a doubt uh, Liverpool got doubts over Dejan Lovren, Virgil van Dijk and Mo Salah. Um, Liverpool have scored twice in each away Premier League fixture for the last six games. Do you not always have doubts over Dejan Lovren of one kind or another? <laughs> They're not injury concerns. They're just not sure he's going to be good enough to play this week. Existential doubts or footballing doubts? <laughs> yeah. um, I have a friend who's um, Egyptian-American and he said... For the first time in his life, he knows what football is because of Musella. He is, if it puts this into perspective, he is a professional drag queen and makeup artist 
he probably has never once accidentally or on purpose looked at any kind of sport that didn't involve high heels. And um, he is going to watch the Uruguay-Egypt game with me because of Mosala. Can we get that guy in the pod? Rifi, I'll, I'll ask him. I mean, he's he's just he said this is like, you know, this this unified Egyptians. Cool. Uh, Liverpool have scored fourteen um, at the last fifteen Premier League goals in the second half. So this goes back to the old gegenpressing pressing thing, doesn't it? They tie the teams out and they uh, finish them off at the end. And Swansea only scored six goals at home all season. Yeah, they've not yeah. been great, have they? No. I'm pretty sure. I mean, they're a lost cause at this point. I think. But yeah, it's not. That's going to bring them back. No, because it's not like they're you know spectacular defensively either. That they're mm. just you know, t- you know that they're that they're not scoring a lot of goals, but they're also locking everybody up tight um, defensively. They're just nothing's going well for them. No, they should. Maybe have got they should have American, had fewer managers. There you go. Mm. <laughs> uh, Arsenal versus Crystal Palace in the Corby's own Eddie McGoldrick derby, Ryan. <laughs> nice. Eddie Goldrick, remember him? A little bit, yeah. My friend yeah. went to school with him. He was in the same year as my friend at school. Really? Yeah, my friend is from Corby, and um, when I worked with him, he said that Eddie Goldrick was in the year below him at school. Wow. There you go, there's a claim to fame. There you go. So, Take all the other claims to fame we had for like a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> a man from Corby ended up playing football for the Republic of Ireland. <laughs> Uh, Lauren Koscielny is out as is Miss Ozil and Nacho Monreal are possibly oh no they're possibly back not out let me say that again Lauren Koscielny Miss Ozil and Nacho Monreal are possibly back Um, Arsenal at home versus Crystal Palace averaged 2.3 goals a game in the Premier League should be enough to win yeah they need it after last week as well against Bournemouth where they were awful weren't they Mm. I assume Sanchez is going to be nowhere near the matchday squad well, that's, that's yeah, true. that'd be interesting to see because the, there is news today, it, just just a rumour that he actually might be involved in the squad and, and uh, that Arsenal are putting up late resistance to this move to, to Manchester United or wherever it may be. Um, and, and if that's true, you have to just assume it's the wrong decision because it, it just yeah. seems like it's been one wrong step after another by them when it comes to him. So if they bring him into the squad... Um, just I don't know smacks of desperation uh, you, you still want him involved even though he's made it so clear that he wants out I'm kinda... sure that they could put I mean they're looking to get rid of Giroud who I think has had a really good time yeah he's, he's, sort of he's such an impact player and so you're going to get rid of Sanchez Giroud and bring him and as much as I rate Aubameyang the fact that it, the Chinese Super League were after him and no other club in summer made the opportunity took the opportunity to take him is, is a bit worrying you Getting wonder, rid of Giroud makes less sense to me than Sanchez because Sanchez, mm. you know, when he plays well, plays well, but he's clearly so unhappy. Giroud has consistently performed for Wenger in both as a sub and when he starts as a starter. So he's doing what is being asked of him. You know, it there's, like. it, it's, it, I, I actually, we, we mentioned Edin Dzeko earlier, and I put Giroud into the same category whereby his his contributions are not, always fully appreciated because people see him as limited and mm. so tr- see if you can follow what i think the logic is people say well there's there's this limitation to his game drew's case he's, he's not particularly fast um 
and he doesn't create his own chances really. He's a he's a finisher. Um, the, so the logic seems to be he's he's limited. We need a better player than him. We need someone that can do more than him. Yet his goal scoring rate is a, about as good as you could expect it to be. I remember that this Manchester United fans went through this with with Javier Hernandez, and the the, the feeling amongst many were always he's not good enough. Um, the goal scoring return seems to be good enough, and and Giroud comes on not more as an impact sub these days and scores a lot of important goals for Arsenal. I mean, they're sixth, but if you take his goals away that he scored late in games, where would they be? Um, they would be worse than sixth, even. So, I don't know. That was a, that is a strange one to me too. That, that again, that's a player that seems to be useful being let go. I read. I don't know if this is true. That sorry, Chris. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> that Mkhitaryan was benched. Uh, this weekend because there's rumors about him leaving, but I don't know. Well, if that's uh, yeah, true. That's, that's part of the Sanchez deal, isn't it? Yeah, supposedly it's a, it's a, supposed to be part of the Sanchez deal. So he's having the appropriate response to, to going to Arsenal because I, I wonder if Aubameyang is even considered that. There's a possibility you may never play in the Champions League again if you go to Arsenal. I mean, I, I say that not to antagonize Arsenal supporters. It's just a reality of league position. They're not going to qualify. Yeah. To the league place. The only chance is winning the Europa League. I don't think they'll do that. And that that's a that's a and that's a dicey thing to hang your hopes on. We saw Liverpool mm. two years ago get to the final and lose. Manchester United won it last season, so they qualified that way. It's a dicey thing. Any any knockout competition where penalty kicks could be involved and you're thinking this is our best route for qualification. Even if they were to win it they'd have to win it again the following season because they won't finish top four. The sides ahead of them are better than they are. Um, uh, I want, so I wonder, I wonder sometimes. You know, yeah. I know I keep bringing up the World Cup, but like Mkhitaryan, he, from, I think he's so good and he's never going to get into a World Cup. You know, it, it, he's just, he's not, unless Armenia suddenly like births super quick. 14. 10 <laughs> right, and he just sticks around. So why does he want, like Justin said, like why is he going to go to a team that is going to just knock him out of other competitions? Well, that... I don't think he wants to, though, Jesse. I think I think that's what's holding the deal up. I mean, again, I have, I have no inside information, but just reading the reports from people who, who do seem to have some grasp on it, he doesn't seem to want the move, whereas Obama Yank does. Right. Um, so uh, you got me on that one. I can't help feeling that Manchester City are dodging a bullet on this Sanchez thing. Long term, I think. Agreed. Because yeah. he's 29, and you think of all the summer football he's played the last few years, Copa America's World Cups, Confederations Cups. Yeah. Um, it's an awful lot of money for a man who... It's a four-and-a-half-year deal, isn't it? So he'll be 33 and a half on £500,000 a week. He might not even be in the team when he's 33 and a half. He might have been sort of... He might be snapped having sort of his legs of um, given yeah, way under was, all the weight of football. It's he a lot of mileage Colo- in his legs. Yeah. He was playing for Colo Colo at 17 and River at 18. And so you know, he does have a lot of mileage on him. Yeah. We've talked before about the, the you know, it's, it's not like you're going from England to Wales to play your your national team football. You know, that the Conway Ball tournaments, you're going from... Belo Horizonte to Santiago. And I'm, again, showing you with my hands. Just go with me with this map that I'm doing. It's amazing. But There's like, a map to my right. I can see it. It's great. You know, the distances that, that Sanchez um, and other South American 
players um, travel in not not the greatest <coughs> conditions. Bless you. Um, <laughs> um, that also like that that does take a physical toll when you're doing that for for qualifiers. Yeah, um, yeah and they and I think they have to fly over mountains in South America too, and I just don't like the sound of that. <laughs> Do you remember the film Alive? Uruguay doesn't have mountains, just so you know. We okay. Have those. All right. Do you remember the film Alive? Yes, that's yeah. what I was referring to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Santon versus Spurs in the Dean Richards derby. Jesse, uh, Yoshida is a doubt. Charlie Austin is definitely out. Uh, Larice is a doubt with an illness, and yes. Toby is out. I miss Toby so much, but also Justin. How healthy do you have to be, really? I mean, how sick is he? Just, just stand there. He doesn't even run around as a goalkeeper. A bit. Are we right? talking about Larice? Yeah, I mean, just have your little cup of Theraflu. In the well, side I mean, netting. You, you, the question is, I, I mean, I wonder if, if a little time outside might do him some good. He is not as good this season as he has been. The, the, it's not just my take on it that his his save percentage is not uh, any way to judge a goalkeeper, but his down, he's I think 14th out of 20 regular first team goalkeepers this season. He was top three last season. He just is is a little bit off his best. Um, I, sure is it wrong that I feel like he's like a, my emotional seatbelt? Like when he's there, I feel safer. <laughs> well, because because he has built up that credit with you. Being, he's been brilliant since he's been at Spurs, so he's built the credit up. He deserves it. He hasn't, but it hasn't quite been there this season. He hasn't quite been at his best. Listeners, you I can't see this, but you can't see the wailing and gnashing of teeth and the arm gestures coming from uh, <laughs> Jesse. Last week, I got accused of being a little bit racist when I said that being a bit Latin, she might be a bit sort of wild with her emotions. But it's it's the woman. I mean, I'm, I'm hormonal. You know what else did that guy say? I uh... I never said you were hormonal. No, that 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 um, I wouldn't bad. dream of it. You'd hit me. Through, my through national, the, my national team sport is just weeping. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So you've not won... Oh, uh, Spurs have not won... No, Southampton. Sorry, I keep writing this down wrong. Sorry. Oh, thank you. I thought that... <laughs> Southampton have not won at home to Spurs since their Premier League return in 2012. Um, Deli Alley against Southampton has got five goals and three assists. Mauricio Pochettino has not lost on his return to Southampton. Close your eyes... Bulge out that chest of yours. Nothing can go wrong now. Nope. But I will tell you that... I did it two ago and Everton beat Liverpool in, or Liverpool beat Everton in the Cup. Good for you, man. You do it. Come on. <laughs> um, can we all just talk about how great Hugh Mean Song... <laughs> Son... Hugh... <sighs> can we just get... Son Human. Can we get someone to tell me? I think it's Son Human, yeah? Yeah. I just don't want to... Okay. So... Can we just go with Son? Okay. Yeah. Good. Um, he was spectacular. Right? Can we talk about it? Oh, there you go. Calming moments. Oh. You can see a dog licking his neck. Wait. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Audio listeners are going to be like, what is going on here? It's a pause of nothingness. <laughs> Calm, listeners, just to paint the picture, to calm Jesse down, Justin has shown a picture of, uh, or we've shown the video of uh, Justin's dog licking his knackers, and Jesse's dog is sitting quite happily on, on her lap. She was actually just licking She's her paw. She's licking her leg, oh, okay. come on. Yeah. 
Um, but <laughs> back to Son. Yes, Son, Son's been great, hasn't he, Jesse? Um, the, so the good. Goal, the goal at home to West Ham was that, that was the the game where. Um, I'll be uh, I'll be is better though. It was. It was. <laughs> it was. No, listen, it was. But, but I Son's think more still than great. the goals, Son's placement on the pitch is spectacular. Like he just knows exactly where to be at all times. It's so fun. I want like a heat map. I think he scored in his last five consecutive home games as well, hasn't he, for Spurs? And somehow been a part of each goal. Glow? Glow? That's not a word. Do you know what's a trend that, that I, I'm thinking is very interesting? So I'll give you a stat here. The top five as, as they stand right now, the last five fixtures for all of them, so that's 25 games total, there's one loss, and that's City to Liverpool just, just last week. That's the only... It's the only lost game in the in the last five for any of the top five. But Phil Neville says anyone could beat anybody in this league. <laughs> it, 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 what it indicates to me is the gap that has opened up at the top in the rest. Um, and even if we include Arsenal in that, Arsenal have only lost one of the last five. Um, they've only won one of the last five also. But but um, So if we include Arsenal and we stretch that to the top six, there's two losses in the last 30 fixtures. Um, at the top of the table, and so I don't think that's coincidental. And I think I think you're going to see fewer and fewer results for the bottom half sides against against the top clubs. There's just there's just a, a clear disparity now. I'm inclined to agree with Justin over Phil Neville. Sorry, Phil, because I can't. Could you see a Swansea beating Man City? No. No. No, I mean any any one result is always possible, but but not a lot that of things one. have got to go, on not that go one. a certain way for it to, right. to go that way. Though. Like yeah. right. red card, it's suddenly or... VAR, like you know, oops, I've red carded, th- you know, Aguero, and they accidentally put Bravo up front. Like maybe. By the way, if you are going to get two players sent off, it's it's best to do it in the last minute. Um, I thought Chelsea were. I, it was funny to, to see like some of the headlines. Nine man Chelsea weather their way past, and, I, and well, they played for a minute fourteen seconds with nine men. Yeah. So my my father, when he was playing for Nassau, now ten year old, won the league like every year. But they had a history of winning most of their games with nine men because they would just make horrendous tackles or get into fights, and most like the the. I'm not a math person. Mean, median, whatever. The, the, they won more of their games with nine than not. Wow. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. It wouldn't no. be mine. No, that's not a no. business model. Is it? You're right. No. right. I mean, if I were going into coaching, I wouldn't start with, let's aim for nine. Right. But... Why, not, why not stretch it to eight? Why not? Just <laughs> take it away. How many do you have to have? You have to have seven. Six. Seven. seven. So, oh, I think it's seven, isn't it? I think so. Who remembers the, the the Battle of Bramall Lane? Who remembers that? I remember hearing about it. That was uh, oh, that was West Brom versus Sheffield United about 10, 15 years ago. Um, and Sheffield United had three players sent off. Um, and then they had another player... No, they had three or four players sent off. And another player of theirs went down injured. I think it was Robert Ullathorne. And Neil Warnock said to him, stay down because... If you come off, the referee has to abandon the game because there's too few players play. 
You know what I used just to wonder? That there was a time that FIFA would make international matches that where one side had either forfeited the game or when it were ineligible or had an illegal ground or something like that. So instead of just simply awarding the points to the other side, they made them turn up, kick off, and walk the ball down the pitch Scotland and put it in the Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I always thought, what if they missed? <laughs> I thought the exact same thing, yeah. This is Scotland That happened in Chile with the Soviet Union when Chile was hiding political prisoners in their, oh, in in their the, stadium. In stadium, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, people were literally, like, being killed and tortured. The Soviet Union came and, and you know, had to walk that ball in. And, but what and, if you if you passed... I mean, it's not easy to stay on side in that situation. So what if <laughs> when there's no opposition, you're offside if you're ahead of the ball and anyone plays the So what if you did that? What if in the linesman's flagging over there offside? And now with the VAR, who knows? Yeah, I wonder. The, the blue lines would go crazy. It would have to go nil-nil. I can recommend a very, very good article about the that game and Carlos Caselli. Uh, on the Inbeba Maradona website. Very good article. Very well researched. Very well written. Should be a Pulitzer Award winning one, but it's not. <laughs> Who wrote that, Chris? Oh, I th- it was me, funnily enough. <laughs> let me just, let me, can I just say something about that? Any Anyone, Chris, who has written for such, and it's a shame it no longer is carrying on its current form, but to have written for In Bed with Maradona, it really separates you as a, as a football writer. You have to be a special sort of writer to, to have a piece oh thank you very much that. Yeah. you should get a blue tick for that I should shouldn't I yeah there you go if you've been on In Bed with Maradona you should ask them again and say you know what me. they probably there's said nobody know where it's, I... it's Argentinian there's nobody <laughs> know where I... there's nobody know where I was going with that did you uh, write for them as well Justin yes I did write for them as well yeah <laughs> there you go <laughs> uh, quickly then <laughs> quickly then Everton versus West Brom the Steve Watson derby anyone bothered about this whatsoever West Brom are terrible. Okay. Stoke versus Huddersfield. Paul Lambert's first game. Anyone bothered about that? Stoke's terrible. It'll be okay. good to see Stoke and see if they're different, but I imagine yeah. they're still terrible. All I right. still have a, I have a thing for Patrick Stewart posting reactions when Huddersfield win, so I just I always like when that happens. Uh, West Brom versus Bournemouth that averages 4.6 goals a game in the Premier League. Right. Eddie Howe, it's going to be his 100th Premier League game tomorrow. He will be the youngest to get to that landmark. Who are the other two? How old is he? Uh, it's 40 years and something days. He's only 40? Yeah. Huh. Eddie Howe? Yeah, Eddie Howe. Two managers have got to the 100 Premier League games younger than Eddie Howe. Um, you have to go back a very long way. Potch? No. no. Chris Bowman. No. I'll give you a clue. Okay. One is the current England manager, one used to manage them. The Gareth Southgate, yeah. and then Glenn Hoddle. Glenn Hoddle, well done. Nice. Okay. Uh, right, any other business, anybody? Uh... I, put car, I put the car back together. Oh, it's working, is it? I, I had a little crash up um, the week after Christmas, and I spent the last week putting it back together, and now it's it's back together. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm all right. Uh, the the car took a beating, but I fixed it. Okay, nice. Ryan, anything you? <laughs> I don't think so. Anything you need to fix? Well, my fence and and probably a few other things, but it's fine. I need to change that light bulb, but I can't reach it. 
Anybody want to come help? It's right there. <laughs> yeah, we can't get up there. I could, I could send my brother there to fix it for you, Jesse. Is he, is he about six-ish? No. And single? He's, he's, five, he's five ten. Five yeah, ten. I just no, Jesse, don't go. Can't there. make it. We'll do it. No. <laughs> I tried to stand on a chair, but it wobbled. It's dangerous. <laughs> Send your Wouldn't flat up. Oh, she's shorter than I am. Oh, okay. Why have you? Why is she there on your shoulder? And then you. Can... <laughs> oh, with the dog on top of her shoulder. That's a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> get a get a lamp, Jesse. Overhead lighting is ghost. That's what I got. Okay, good. Guys, if they want to follow you, Ryan, on Twitter, how do they do that? Handle is at Lee Ryan Goodman. Okay, Justin, if they want to follow that blue tick of yours, how do they do that? Uh, my handle is Keepers Union um, with an underscore between those two words. Okay. At Union. Jesse? At Jesse Loesch. Okay. How at- about you, Chris? You never tell us. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't do it. It's uh, at Etchingham 77 um, um, At Man in the Post is the Twitter account. There was a Sunday show this week. Who heard that? I uh, did badly. I haven't actually listened to it yet. Haven't you? <laughs> no. Don't tell Rob. I've, I've got to drive all the way across the state tomorrow, so maybe I'll download that and have a listen in the car. Okay, yeah, you listen to that. That's uh, Adam and Ross talking about last week's games. Hopefully there'll be a uh, a game uh, a podcast uh, coming up this weekend from them reviewing the games that we've been previewing here. Ryan, there's some website content. Or will be. There is, but it's not. But it, well, the... the no website content from me. Although I, I was actually going to write a piece about Chelsea's fantastic transfer policy because it's been something that's really been bothering me over the past couple of days. <laughs> um, so I was just going to angrily write something and post it. Um, but I know that Ross um, put up a football manager story up on the site uh, the other day. And I know that eventually we're going to... I think we're going to do something with the website, but Ross keeps forgetting to do something for us. So I need to wait until he's ready. Okay, that's manonthepost.com if they want to read yeah, that. Man at, man the, at Man on the Post is a Twitter account and the uh, Instagram account, which, whenever I remember, has stuff posted on it. Should have a doodle this weekend. If, Should have a doodle this done. weekend. What am I doodling again? I can't remember. Oh, Phil Devlin's <laughs> dinosaur. That's right. Yeah. Okay. I'll have something on by the end of the weekend. <laughs> um, you can rate and review us on iTunes. Apparently, doing the old download thing in PC world doesn't work because they reset themselves really? every day. Yeah. Ross is uh, out on the what? Sunday show. I know. I wasted a whole lot of time in there. <laughs> um, but you can rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, if you subscribe in iTunes, it automatically comes into your inbox. If you've got a uh, lesser model like Ryan, then you can get Acast or Podcast Republic, and it will download automatically in there. Guys, thank you ever so much for coming on. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks, guys. And always remember to keep your man on the post. <laughs> <laughs>